Today, every day, small cap investors visit Agoracom knowing this is the day to discover the world's next great company, to have their dreams come true. That's why I take to the open road, to find them, to tell their stories, to engage them, to bring them to life, because they want to connect with you from your office, your phone, your home, anywhere. Agoracom, find your dream. Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Gorecom in which we speak to small cap executives right after they put out important news. And today's news was big. We're happy to have Paul Gezi. He's CEO of Control Energy. The company trades on the CSE under the stock symbol KNR. For those of you new to the story, that's going to be a lot of you because we just started with Control. And in fact, Control is really starting to put out the messages of late. Uh, in layman's terms, if Google Nest is the leader in smart home technology, Control Energy is the small cap leader in smart building technology. Google Nest, smart homes, Control Energy, smart buildings. Now, more than just lip service and big talk, they've got a blue chip customer base that includes the likes of Beyond Meat, Oxford Properties, Brookfield Asset Management, TELUS, and way more. But that gives an idea of the kind of companies that they're dealing with as clients. They've signed a major partnership deal with Toyota to show Canada. That's a Canadian company uh, subsidiary. We'll talk about that later. Most importantly, revenue has grown from $1.96 million in 2016 to $14.6 million in 2019. So the company is executing and inside ownership is 44%. So the company is definitely putting its money where her mouth is. Paul, welcome to the show. Hey, great to be with you. Thank you so much. Paul, big news today. I'm going to read the headline because this is really big. Control receives government grant for detection technology for COVID-19 in buildings through real-time air sampling and alerts. Uh, today, that's, that's a departure from your core business that we'll talk about, which is you control heating costs, greenhouse gas emissions for your customers. It's a bit of a, a, bit of a departure. How potentially big is this news for the kind of customers that you serve? Yeah, thanks. Great question. So let me um, uh, clarify a couple things. So part of what we do for our customers in industrial facilities, and our clients can include Suncor, Lafarge, Enbridge. On the industrial side, we do a lot of air quality and emission work. And what we're doing there is we're using analyzers to check the quality of the air on a particular basis, you know, using technology in real time. So we've taken that platform and we asked the question three months ago, could we use the same technology approach that we do with air quality for COVID? We had no idea, right? So three months ago, we started the journey. We've taken it to the point where we're now in lab testing with a lab that has the COVID virus in dormant format. We've got the government involved, so that's part of the grant. We didn't ask the government for a lot of money because we don't need it. We've got this down to the point where we just needed a little bit of help with the research side on the funding of the instrument that's measuring for COVID. So really it's all part of what we do on the air quality and emission side. And it was a big announcement. I think we've traded our highest volume day ever. And I think that shows you the interest in COVID as a global problem. And can we come up with a global solution? Well, it has real world impacts on society now, right? Buildings, right. plants, they don't know how to get their, their, their people back. So question for you, the news yeah. is out. 
I'm assuming you've probably spoken, I'm just gonna assume, tell me if I'm wrong, you've probably spoken to a couple of your key clients, a couple of your key customers. What early feedback are you getting? And I know you haven't, you haven't tested it yet, but what kind of early feedback, what's the, what's the appetite for something like this? If you can deliver. Yeah. So if you think about uh, where we started with COVID, the companies that were getting the money and kind of the, I would say the pop in the financial markets were the companies that were doing the individual testing, right? And right. So there was a big shortage there. The lineups were long. I think that money's been handed out. Those companies have what they have. What we're moving to now is how do we get people into large areas, you know, safe back to work, safe back to school, retirement homes, hospitals, uh, airplanes, that's where we come in with our technology. So ours is more of a mass crowd approach, sampling the air in real time. So any customer we talk to, their big challenge is, you know, how do we know you've been tested a week ago? How do we know you don't have the virus and you haven't brought it into the facility today? So the idea is what we're doing is we're sampling air over a period of time. And through our analyzer, what we want to be able to do, what we have to prove in the lab is we can detect the virus, provide an alert, and have that general area either cleaned, you know, tested, or, or go from there. So that's really what our focus is, is the crowded area. But those are all the areas that we're going to have to go back to in some form of normal, yeah. right? The yeah, that's the so problem. That's what we're really focused on. And that's, to be clear, I've seen other solutions out there. I did some of my own research, and those up till now involved George and a crew of guys going to buildings, swab the filters and the HVAC, then we go back to the facility, we test it, we get results 24 hours later your solution because we saw your prototype in the press release right. is it's an actual so it's a it's a monitor that's on the premises and it's just monitoring airflow right right so i think what is very unique about what we do and this is what we do in our regular business is continuous monitoring of air that's that's a different technology so we're not on site swabbing you know we're not taking uh, swabs from individuals we're not swabbing the hvac system we're drawing air in, we have a proprietary reaction chamber. That reaction chamber is gonna react with COVID and depending on that reaction, a result is produced. And that's really what we're focused on now. So where we are is we've built the prototype. Uh, we're in the lab testing. So this is three months of work that we've just announced today. And the way we wanted to do it is we wanted the government support to come into the announcement, the testing to have already started, the prototype built, so I call this, you know, very little promotion, all reality. I, I give you credit there, Paul, not to, not yeah. to drug, but I give you credit there because right. a lot of companies, small cap companies would have made that announcement three months ago that right. we were going to explore the possibility right. of doing something. Right. And that right. goes to show the credibility you guys have that you actually said, hey, let's get this almost down to the last steps. So continue, yeah. please. Well, I just so want to give you credit for that. You made an amazing point at the beginning. You know, we, management and the board own almost half the company. So, you know, promoting and selling stock, that's not the business we're in. <laughs> we're in the business of building something big and valuable because that's how we're going to make money, right? So that's how we're aligned with shareholders. And the way we like to do things is when we're ready to announce something, we want some meat on the bone. So we've got four weeks of testing. That testing is going to drive the results of what this can be in terms of size and scale. But as a market opportunity, you know, it's every school, every nursing home, every retirement home every office building, every form of transportation is really the application that we're building. You know, and you've got you a big customer base to go to uh, right off the bat. It's not like you got to right. hit the ground running, knock on doors and hope somebody answers, right? No. So I, I would say this, in dealing with the government, what we know and what we can say is there's a huge demand for technology that can deal with areas. 
because the individual testing, I mean, if you go line up now for a test in Ontario, you pretty much are waiting five to 10 minutes to get your swab and you're done, right? So that's good. What we're missing, what the government's missing is open area, larger office sizes, larger classrooms. That's where there's risk because people need to feel comfortable. They need some kind of technology that says, hey, if I'm going into this facility, I have some comfort that I'm okay. And so you can never be 100%, but if you've got a technology that moves you closer, there's lots of interest in that. So I would say if the testing goes well, we commercialize, I don't think we're going to have a challenge selling the units, right? That's not going to be our problem. So what we want to kind of explain to the market in a measured way is here's our first press release. There'll be more coming and we'll, we'll kind of illustrate where we're going, press release the testing, and the market's going to have a good idea where this could go in the next four weeks. I'm, I'm inferring some real quiet, scary confidence from you. Uh, I know in the press release you went out of your way and you had to say, look, we aren't making any claims right. at this time. Actually, those three words right. Right. were very prescient for me. What right. level of confidence do you have because you've gone through the three months, you've run it by the NRC yep. who gave you a small grant, and I'm glad you brought that up earlier. They didn't give you a small grant because they didn't think your, 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 your concept wasn't important. They gave you a small right. grant because you don't need a whole lot of help to get over the no. finish line. No. I mean, we could have applied, uh, we could have applied for $5 million, $1, 500. What we said is, look, bare bones, what do we need to do to get our testing done? We've already contributed on our side uh, from our own cash flow. And, and how do we bring the government in? That was the fast track to do it. And uh, we don't need a lot of capital right now. If, if we get to commercialization, of course, we're going to need more capital, but that's where maybe you have a lead order and some government funding. So I would say this, right? And I think this, it all ties back to what you said. If we're owners and operators and shareholders, we're only going to take things on that have the opportunity or the potential to make us money because there's no benefit to me for the stock to go up. I don't trade it. I'm not in this for a week or a month or a year. So we only focus on those opportunities that we think are legitimate and have a chance. Now, right. things have to work, play out through the system, but we have a long history of being in the air quality and air emission real-time business, so that we've got down. But now it's a question of how do we interact with the COVID-19 virus and what can we do on a parts per million basis? And that's all gonna come through the lab work. So while we're testing, while we're waiting for the lab work and, and the four weeks, approximately, I'm gonna assume give or take a few days, but you, it sounds like you guys are pretty confident in the four weeks. Let's talk for a minute now, because I touched on it in the opening, but I want to get straight to this news today for obvious reasons. It's called Beyond the Press Release. I didn't want to talk about your core business and then get right. it. So amazing what, what, what possibly sitting on the, on, the, on the table right now. Uh, your core business, what is it that your tier one clients, I mean, we've both, I've named some, you've named some. I named yeah. the ones on the, on the heating side where you're saving heating and, and yeah. reducing heating costs and reducing greenhouse gas emissions. You talk about the ones on the air filter, on, on the air side, air monitoring and all that side. What is it about control that has this, these level of customers rely on you so heavily? Because you do have way bigger competitors, right? Let's, uh, people at home might not know that, but you've got Honeywell, you know, multi-billion dollar conglomerate who's out there and yet you're winning all this business. What is it about, you guys that 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 let you win yeah so we've got a proprietary technology a number of patents on it and it's basically an ability to get into any building quickly at a low cost and gather data from legacy systems so if you think about how important that is 
if you walk downtown in any major city, you know, there's thousands of buildings. Most of those buildings have been built over the last 60, 70 years. Sure. So we're not so much focused on new construction because those are onesies and twosies, right? Uh, you could have one building worth a billion dollars. It's only worth X to control. Our game is number of buildings. So the more buildings we're in, the more money we make. And we can speak to any building automation system that's been built over the last 60 years. As long as it's got data access, we can quickly pull that data in, ingest it, give it back to the customer in a dashboard. And I would say in a short period of time, we know more about their building than they do. So all that data then becomes an opportunity. It's software as a service, it's recurring service platform, it's new opportunities to improve the building. But once we get the data, we're highly sticky. So we have less than a 1% loss rate every year in our buildings in terms of customers. And we typically only lose a customer if they sell their building or they merge with someone else that doesn't have our platform. Once you're sticky and you're giving the customer data, what the customer really wants is information in real time in a fast, effective manner. And if they make an improvement, they want to be able to record that in real time, right? So that's what we offer. It's a technology platform that drives the business. Yeah. So when we think about controlled energy and big buildings, I guess the first impression people might get is, okay, more traditional kind of business. But the, at the end of the day, you're an artificial intelligence company that combines uh, cloud computing and SaaS, right? Really, at the end of the day, you're a really high-tech company that's operating in an environment where high-tech hasn't existed at the end of the day, right? Yeah. So I would say it's really interesting, right? Buildings historically have been low-tech. Right. So why is that? Because as long as they're fully rented, you're collecting your rent and you're operating a baseline, it's fine. What's happening now, and I think COVID has accelerated this, there's a lot of pressure on rent. There's a lot of pressure on running a better building. There's, there's opportunities to use technology. And what our customers want is big data. They wanna know everything in real time. They want continuous improvements. That's where the AI comes in. You know, Can you learn about my building and improvement? And when they make an upgrade, they wanna know I'm getting a really fast return on that upgrade and it's backed by the data. So all that together is, is where control operates and that's on the commercial multi-residential side. On the industrial side, so Toyota is an example of a smart factory platform. We not only look at the building, we start to look at production equipment. How well is that production equipment running in real time? And then on the industrial side, we also get into air quality and emissions. So for example, um, what's my fluoride part per million in my air quality? How does that impact my operations? And all those things, what they have in common is a smart, big data platform that's learning in real time and giving you data in real time. So from a competitor perspective, we have big tier one blue chip competitors. What makes us unique is we're very nimble. We can go in at a slightly lower price point, still have a great gross margin and scale our business. We don't have to compete uh, with the large cap global guys. We can stay local and regional. And that's really our, our kind of claim to fame and how we operate is we're not taking on global RFP opportunities. It's territorial and regional. So Toyota is a great example of a, a regional customer that's going to expand with us into the U.S. And uh, that's the last part I want to touch on because there's, yeah. you've got such a great company and we could talk about it for an hour, but we'll save some of it for future conversations. But you've got the innovation via the press release today. You've got the core business right now. So you know, you've got a business, you're not, you're not hoping and praying. So you've got that. Now I want to talk just a little bit about the growth and you touched on this with Toyota and this is what's really impressive that you've got, you know, you, you've got your core customers. So you've obviously got a, a sales group and, you, and you're doing what you got to do, but now you've got two potential partners that could really blow out your business. You got Toyota 
who says, uh, let's aim for 200 plants uh, to do some retrofit there over the next seven years. And each one of those could be worth a million dollars. So that's pretty unbelievable. You've touched on that. The second one is, I know it's early, but you've, you've signed an MOU with an HVAC company that's got, what, 20,000 locations uh, right. around the world. Uh, correct me, maybe it's North America. Tell right. us a little bit how that partnership could, because that's what I like about it. Innovation, yeah. core, but you've also got growth that could really blow you out. You don't need it to, yeah. but it could happen. Tell us about that HVAC partnership and how big yeah. that could potentially be. Even sure. So, so the way we think about our business is we have our core business, which is EBIT positive. We should be cash flow positive this year. So that's good. And that core business is growing. And what we right. add is blue sky satellite opportunities, right? So the HVAC opportunity came about because we were approached by a manufacturer who was looking for a platform where they could tie in all their 20 sites at the same time under one platform, a unified platform. So we've started two pilots, one in Germany, one in Bolivia. The nice thing about that opportunity, we don't have to travel for those. We send them our gateway, which is our technology. By courier, they install it. We start reporting the data on the building from Toronto. So the beautiful thing about that is no travel. Now, Toyota is slightly different. Toyota requires travel to each facility. And it's about bringing each facility online from a building utility and production perspective and wrapping them all into one unified platform. So those are the themes, right? Big, big data, technology, unified platforms, and each slightly different opportunity in each of them. And then the COVID application is still about big data. It's just that uh, we've taken an air quality uh, technology that we already have in-house and reformatted it for COVID. So uh, the idea for control is if you've got a core business and I don't need to raise capital for the core business, I can now start looking at blue sky satellite opportunities to really accelerate the business which are tied to the core business. So uh, that's the playbook. And if everything goes well with the HVAC, because you're doing a couple of sites, you're testing, and if that goes well, you're going to test a couple more sites. How big could that, put, put, could that partnership flourish into? Over, over yeah, the so if you take the 20,000 20, sites and you say 10 to 15,000 per site, you know, you're looking at a couple hundred million dollar opportunity potential. Of course, you don't get that in one year. But to add that kind of customer, to even get to a pilot stage with that kind of global customer, you know, it took us about a year of hard work. And once we get the data flowing, that's where the magic is in our business. Once customers can see their data in real time that they couldn't see without you, that, that's really where, you know, everything happens, right? And that, that's what's happening with Toyota. We've got a few other customers like that that we've been nurturing to get to that point. And then if you add the COVID, I mean, that's, that's the blue sky of the business. You know, for people who are watching at home, uh, when we first met with Paul and learned about the company uh, a couple of months ago, it reminded us of one of our, you know, really proud customers, uh, our clients, which is PowerGenesis. Mm -hmm. And the reason I say that is because you have core technology that is, uh, that is, that is succeeding on multiple applications. Right. And, and uh, you're, and I'm not going to say your PowerGenesis yet, but, you're, you're right. getting there. You're, you're, you would like to get there. <laughs> you've got the exact yeah. same setup. You've got core technology, core skill sets that are right. branching out into different applications. You're not just a one track company. And that right. would be fine if you were, right? If you're just HVAC and greenhouse gas emissions, right. great, right? If you're just air quality and retrofit, that would be great. But you've got both. And then you've got Toyota saying, hey, let's see if we can do 200 plants here over the next seven years. Right. Maybe you get, 
all of them, maybe get some of them, but that's great. Then you got this HVAC company who's got 20,000 locations. Like you said, right. you don't get them in a year and maybe you don't get them all ever, but maybe you get right. seven, 8,000 over the next mm -hmm. seven, eight years. That's what mm -hmm. I love about control. And you guys are reminding me about that. And that's why I think mm -hmm. for everyone watching at home, you know, you've got to look at control as a true long-term story. They've already done the work for you. You've just, you've just met them, but they've got the blue chip clients. They've got the revenue at growth. Uh, even today's news is pretty impressive when you heard that Paul's team had this, had this idea three months ago, but instead of trying to jump the gun and ride the press release wave, they did the work internally and only came out when it was absolutely necessary because, hey, they're going to lab testing. At this point, they've got to tell us. Right. So, right. Um, right. Love what you guys have done, Paul. Really happy that uh, you came on today because I'd imagine today's a day where your phone's ringing off the hook. Hey, it's, a, it's, a, it's our number one uh, volume ever day. So we're very excited, but happy to be with you and happy to share. <laughs> I'm going to leave last words to you and then we'll sign off. You know, maybe, maybe it's something for your loyal shareholders that have been with Control for a while, or maybe it's talking to everybody about what you see for the rest of the year. Last word to you. Yeah, absolutely. So I would say, look, think of us this way. We're, we're at the beginning of our journey. We've just started really sharing our story in earnest. Uh, we're excited about our technology, our potential, where we're going. We're shareholders, we believe in the long term, and we're here to build something really special. And, uh, you know, stay tuned uh, for the next month. Thanks, Paul. Congratulations again to you and your team. I'm sure we're gonna get a chance to meet them, but we all know it's a team game and a team effort. So congratulations to you guys and, and continued success to you. Thanks, George, talk soon. You've been watching, or if you've been listening by podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, or your favorite podcast site, uh, you've been watching a list of Paul Gezi. He's CEO at Control Energy. The company trades on the CSC on the stock symbol KNR. Now, you've got a lot of information thrown at you today. I know you got a lot of it, but hey, you want to go over, do some due diligence, look at details. First thing to do is get to Agoracom, punch in the company's name or, or stock symbol, and go to their profile page because we've laid all of this out for you really nicely, real uh, consumable bites so you can understand everything about the company. Then hop over to the web, their website as well and finish off your due diligence because I think you may have discovered your next great small cap company. And we thank you for joining us today. Have an amazing day. Be safe. See you next time.